when I see those graphics, I know. But but no, I just like is a kickstarted thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. But sometimes the Kickstarter stuff is awesome. Yeah, you if you're Shovel you know. Knight, but how many Shovel yep. Knights are there? There's yeah. Shovel four. Knight. There's, there's four. <laughs> <Damn it>. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode 12 and my name's Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with DJ Mandolini. Hello, hello. And Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. This is DJ's favorite question here. Yep. <laughs> DJ, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing great, you guys. <laughs> Having a great day, great evening. I always, I just can't help myself. It just rolls off the tongue every time I can't. I'm trying rolls to not do it. Rolls off your tongue and into a pause. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, I just trying to can't. be nice, Kevin. Yeah, I know. Don't I just let him can't. I, I want to know, even though we've already talked a little bit before this, a little yeah. behind the curtain here. But uh, you didn't ask that yeah. before, though. Yeah, you know, I didn't care until yeah. until uh, until we were on the air. You're on air. I'm auditioning your replacement, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find another host, though. Be careful with that one. Oh uh, yeah, and they got to edit it too because yeah, well that's even harder to find. <laughs> 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 oh well, anyways, anyways, we're here to talk about some games Video instead games. of talking some shit. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we uh we played a decent amount of games this week. Nothing uh nothing I sunk my teeth too heavily into, other than something I was playing last week. But I'll get to that later. Um. But I think I speak for everybody when I say that. Yeah, yeah. we've all been kind of kind of lightly skimming on some things. Yeah. A little, a little short bit. turnaround. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, well, I know, uh, Randall, you and I both played a little bit of Membrane. We did. Which uh, was on sale recently on the eShop for nine cents. Nine, yes. Um, nine, <laughs> and I paid, marked down from $9.99 to nine cents. And I think it yeah. still is as of today, the 22nd of July. Yeah, when we're recording anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I picked this up for a dollar a while ago for ninety nine cents. Yeah, I got got a little, feel a little gypped here, a little ripped off. <laughs> but uh, but I'll I'll live with it. Uh, still, uh, <laughs> but this game caught my eye actually right when it was released. It just kind of has like a a funky psychedelic big time uh style to it. Uh, it's and it's a you know two D puzzle platformer side scroller. Which is always speaking my language. Uh, it is. Uh, it does have some physics uh, yeah. based mechanics to it, which is something that I can find a little bit frustrating. I, t- I tend to not like games that have that, but for ninety nine cents, I just figured, what the hell? Why? I, I definitely this game caught my eye. I feel like giving it a chance. So totally. What do you What do you, th- what do you think so far, Randall? Yeah, kind of dug into it a little before I did. Yeah, it's just like it. I don't know. I, I didn't have a lot of these physics type of games, so it's it's kind of fun to have the excuse of like, you know, how do I want to approach this level? It gives you that kind of open ended um, kind of like playground type of atmosphere where uh, you can do, you know, you can create uh, a platform here or there or however you want to get to the end goal after getting the gems is, is kind of up to you. Um, so like the main uh, mechanics in this game, you're, you're a little guy that jumps around on this big screen and you have this gun that can shoot basically platforms and you can make like They're a like little red line. cubes. Yeah. 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 Like little triangles that, that like 
pretty pretty rapid fire can make like a long line that you can like walk or jump up onto uh kind of making platforms on the fly or like wholesale like a ladder almost like you can make small little ones up a vertical incline to kind of jump up yeah Um, or you can just fire like straight down into the ground yeah shoot yourself like straight up into the air pretty high but it will like you know if you get too high it'll start to get wobbly and and again the physics and gravity and whatnot will just kind of take it down which is kind of interesting too yeah i mean you have to make some pretty uh quick accurate jumps to to you can do some pretty nuts things but like you still have to be aware of when things are starting to wobble or topple over that you need to make a pretty well-timed jump for it to be effective with whatever bs you're trying to accomplish yeah, and it does allow you. It's not a. It's not twin stick shooter mechanics, but allow it allows you to hit one of those shoulder buttons. Yeah. and uh, and then like you're, and then it kind of locks you to standing in place, and you can tweak like the arc of your shot. Thank so you. Can like it line it up. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's super sensitive. I I didn't look into if you can tweak that at all yet. Um, but at least with the pro controller, it felt pretty sensitive. Like you could, it like would jump really quickly. But I have been noticing my my pro controller has been feeling a little weird. So oh, that no. might be just on my end. But uh. I do have a dusty apartment over here, so all the switch controllers are going wonky. Yeah, it's a bummer. Dang. It's a bummer. But so, can you shoot as much as you want, or is there any sense of ammo? You, in so the game? you have a, a limited pool. Yeah. So yeah. at the bottom of the screen, there's kind of like a a solid like yellow cube. So you actually you shoot these like yellow cubes out that then turn red once they stick to something, and then you can shoot the yellow triangles out to then break those cubes right. and then replenish that your ammo. Yep. Um, once you've like, you know, if you get past an obstacle and if you shoot like the very bottom cube or the, the side, whatever cube is like connected to the ground or the wall, if you shoot that, it'll break them all and like bring them right back to you. Or so, I don't know if it brings them right back to you. Sometimes you have to like go collect they them. home I to I you a little bit. But yeah, you have to kind of be within range for them. OK, to, I was going to say I didn't yeah. fully understand because sometimes it seemed like they I just sucked them right in. And sometimes it seemed like they would like just sit in like a pool of water. Right. But yeah, there'll be like little acid pools that you can't jump in um, or that like spikes, like yellow spikes that look like they're spikes that you can't touch. But you can actually just run, jump on them. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the bridges that you make or like the the blocks or platforms you make, they can't touch those spikes. So they'll be like these rotating platforms that you can shoot uh, and have things stick to. And you have to have these big like giant green like neon green balls on the screen right that can break through these neon green walls the balls break through the walls um and and you <laughs> like the walls down you have to you go. <laughs> little jericho <laughs> um but you uh you you have to like kind of make these platforms and have them like scoop the ball up and like launch it through the wall so that you can then jump through it and collect the little like whatever the little golden glowing thing yeah there's a lot of puzzles that kind of amount to that within reason and it's a lot more difficult than that might sound it's really hard i was like (laughs) oh i'm gonna i'm gonna play a i'm gonna play a bunch of levels like real quick this morning because i they i got called uh before work today like i come in like two hours later we gotta have a meeting like but we're running late today so i was like oh i'll play a little more membrane so i can talk about it on the podcast with randy yeah and uh I only ended up playing like two or three more levels and I'm about like a world and a half through. I think you said you were like same boat. Yep. In the, in um, the ear. 
<laughs> the ear world. Yeah, it start, starts out with like this weird cut scene. Yeah. That's like super like, I don't even know how to describe the it's style. Super like, psychedelic. Other than like psychedelic. But yeah. it's like really, it's it's just this weird like flash animation. It kind of reminds me of like thing. very, very early like MTV videos of them trying to do like animation stuff on a really crappy budget. It's kind of, yeah. but they're doing it on purpose, I feel like. And it's, it's kind of cool. Like it sets the tone in a way. It's not, it's definitely not uh, a downside for the game. It's, it's, it's yeah. unique. <laughs> yeah, it's it, for sure. And, and it, but it's, it's definitely different than the game itself. You know, the game yeah. is like pretty minimalistic. I guess, I don't know. It's pretty abstract in that cartoon segment or whatever too. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just a weird game, but, but pretty cool. I think it was like a student game that got, Ended yeah, up getting picked up and published somehow. I read, I read that somewhere. I don't know that it's true for sure. No, I, th- I, I think that's right. Yeah, and it's a yeah debut release from this developer. And yeah, I think it was like a student game that got published, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Another thing that we didn't mention that that's kind of a factor with these puzzle levels is there'll be these um, buttons that you can place your character on that'll rotate like a square. And you can attach your uh, uh, square blocks that are making platforms to that square and then rotate it to either pick up that green ball or pick up yourself to place yourself on like a higher platform or something or to get past like a, a pool of liquid that you can't touch or, you know, things like that. Because if you touch the liquid uh, that you can't touch, then all of your blocks go away and you kind of restart the level immediately. So, yeah. And they're all like single screen levels, yeah. right? I don't, I don't recall any scrolling, at least thus far. Yeah, I mean, thus maybe, far. Maybe as yeah. you get further, yeah. there'll be like some more fleshed out or, or longer levels. But they've all been some pretty clever puzzles. Yeah. And, they, and they seem to, like you mentioned before, being like open-ended. Like they're really free form. And, yes. And you can, you can, because of just the general mechanics of the game, you can really noodle around with it i was i was bummed that uh for whatever reason this game doesn't support the uh, video capture feature i know i tried to switch because yeah it was like i had something like i can't remember what it was but like something with like flicking that uh that huge green neon thing around um it it just like it was just crazy how it bounced all over the place and i was like oh that was nuts and i went to save it and like this is the perfect game like there's just like things like really unexpected happen but uh but uh, it, it can be a little frustrating as all these physics games, like I mentioned before, you know, even stuff like that's a little more straightforward, like Little Big Planet and and stuff like that can even those can be really frustrating to me because like I, I just want the I want it to feel like when I hit the jump button, I jump and it always feels the same. And right. like, you know, I want to I want to feel like I have some control over that and I'm not subject to. I was going to say gravity, but yeah, I guess you have gravity in other platformers, too, but. I don't know. It just feels different, but the like the jumping and everything feels normal in this game. Yeah, like it, you don't feel like you feel like you have a normal weight to it, but a little stiff, but feels good. I suppose but, the downside of these type of physics games is it is a little bit more open ended in in the the level design and kind of gameplay design, generally speaking, to allow for maximum creativity. Means maybe the levels are a little less like explicitly developed as they might have been for the sake of you know jumps that feel good or whatever else. Yeah, like that. I know what you mean. Like, they're not every puzzle. Like, you don't get even when you, even though you do feel you get a good feeling of finishing the level. Yeah. But it's not always that same feeling of like, oh, I outsmarted the game. Right. Or I, or, well, I mean, it is that feeling too. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. But it's like you, it's not. Sometimes you just get lucky. Like, oh, yeah, I just kind of oh, like bounced up there. Or like the ball definitely. bounced off the spike 
you know, in a crazy way and then broke through the wall. And like, that wasn't what I planned at all. But yep. but it I guess I beat the level. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I, I but that's that's no gripe by any means. And like, I think most of the levels, again, have like two of those uh, little like orb collectibles. Yeah. Those glowing like golden orbs, which are just like either meticulously placed or, um, you know, just like you got to solve like one little extra jumping puzzle or platform puzzle. Um, yeah. And but, generally I can get one, but there's definitely been levels where I have not been able to get both. I've been able to grab them all so oh, far nice. in the world, world and a half. But there, there was one or two that I had to like wrap my, I, I had to like rack my brain for a little while. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, a, it's definitely a fun pick up and play game. Perfect for, you know, playing a level or two at a time. Totally. Um, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, quick, you know, brain teasers, but, but that are less, you know, again, less explicit puzzles and more like just kind of brain brain exercises, I guess. Yeah. More than brain teasers. Yeah. But pretty cool game. And uh, and again, to to bring it up lastly, as always, uh, the soundtrack just has like a cool, chill. Yeah. You know, electronic, mellow vibe. It's nothing crazy. It's definitely a game that I ended up throwing on a podcast or or just kind of, you know, throwing on some Star Trek in the background while I'm playing it <laughs> handheld. Uh, but but still a really cool game and a cool vibe overall with the uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Anything more you wanted to add, Randall? It can't complain about nine cents. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. And this game, even though it, we mentioned it's on sale currently while we're recording and I think for at least a little while longer. Yeah. But uh, but it is like a game. Like I said, I got it for a buck probably three or four months ago. Yeah. It goes on sale all the time for a dollar, yeah. five bucks, three bucks, two bucks. So just keep your eye out. And even at 10 bucks again, I don't I don't think I would be disappointed at 10 bucks. No, um, no. You know, I, I if I if if it was something that I was specifically in the mood for, again, this isn't a game that is always going to speak to me. So I'm definitely glad I grabbed it at a discounted price. But if you're into like 2D physics puzzle games and stuff and that's that's sort of your thing, like I said, I get more satisfaction out of solving like something that was explicitly designed to be solved, I guess. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. But if this is your sort of thing, I, I don't think 10 bucks is too much to ask. It's no. very well made. It's unique, changes it up a little bit. That's that's fine. I'm glad it exists. And it, and it feels good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, it has that sense of polish to it. Yeah, so. it does. Yeah. Especially for so, a first game from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Not every indie game, even even indie games that I love, you know, they don't all have that that sense of polish to them. So. Right. But uh, I don't know, DJ, since we uh, were gabbing on there, why don't you talk about something you've been playing this week? OK, uh, <laughs> don't sound so spot. excited. <laughs> um, I guess I am pretty excited about this game that I just started today. Uh, 8-Bit Invaders. Yeah. Um, What's that about? This, uh, it's a real time strategy game uh, on, on PS4 and I think also xbox but it's a steam game too so maybe that's where it started i didn't do my research no worries uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i'm a fan of rts games like i've said before i'm big warcraft 3 and starcraft fan um and this this rts you know works pretty well uh on a console um i'd say it's got a art style that's kind of maybe like a little Minecrafty, maybe kind of Lego-y. Hmm. Um, but anytime you create one of your um, army units, 
they get assigned to a hotkey. So like square, triangle, or circle. So right away, like if you want to grab all your circle army units, it's like really easy. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's so cool there's never like something like that. Yeah. So there's never any one unit like you know left by itself that you need to like wrangle right like no everyone's bound to a certain button and you can control everyone yeah you're not having to make like those bounding boxes on the fly with a controller right right. yeah Yeah, there's none of that Um, can you select multiple at the same time and then tell them all to go to the same place or i mean i would just grab like quickly i would just hit like square go here then triangle go here if i wanted two groups oh yeah super quick like it you know there's I, I was expecting it, it to be a little too complicated, but once I got into the groove of it, I'm just like chaining commands really quickly, just muscle memory. And I don't know, it, it feels great. Like I, I'm really getting into this game. Nice. Okay. Um, I've never even heard of it. So I'm yeah, excited I, to hear about it. I was it. just scrolling through the PlayStation store and I was just like, oh, this looks cool. Like, you know, took a gamble on Bad North regarding like an RTS on a console. It's just like, let me try another one and like this one is definitely more complicated than bad north but like it equally like achievable on console um and yeah they set up the levels to be kind of you know like in other uh rts games where it's just like you know destroy the enemy destroy the enemy base or just you know survive for 20 minutes or something while like waves Oh, of armies come at you um yeah it it feels like i'm just playing like one of those games i'm just getting the same feeling and i'm i'm super pumped like when you when you said that you were gonna take a little longer before you got out of work and could meet up i i got a little happy <laughs> <to Kevin. laughs> uh, so nice. it's very, got kind of like a sci-fi aesthetic yeah 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 but yeah, it's kind of like blocky though, you know, the yeah. eight bit kind like of three dimensional, like yeah. voxel Minecraft, like yeah. Minecraft, Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah, like my Yeah. <laughs> like Minecraft, Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I'd say like levels are like ten to twenty minutes. Um and bad. you know, I've been it it's cool because like if you play on the harder difficulties, you get like additional uh secondary objectives you can try to go for oh that's Um, cool yeah and like if you are able to do those like you're also like rewarded with new things for the next mission so it's i don't know i'm i'm pumped i'm a fan the mission's not always just defeat the enemy base is it gets a little bit more like in depth than something like that yeah yeah and like the secondary objectives will be like, you know, reach these points in this amount of time. So okay. Like there's a lot of pressure. Like so I'm I'm trying to clear them going for every secondary objective and I've had a decent amount of retries. It gets it gets tough. Yeah. Um which which is perfect. I don't know. Um, <laughs> for you, yeah, for oh, DJ. Yeah. The game king nah, or the game champion. Nah, nah. <laughs> you just whooped me at Tumble Seed, baby. <laughs> yeah, the first time you ever played. Ah, come on. Uh, <laughs> how how far are you in? Like, how much of this game have you played so far? Uh, so I'm about a quarter of the way. There's like, you know, there are two races. There's the Marines and there's the Cranioids, which is just like the alien race. You know, every unit is like brain based. Um, so there's twelve missions per campaign. I think so. I'm okay. like halfway through the Marine campaign. So it's like uh, 
24 missions, like 10 to 20 minutes per mission. It's a pretty good chunk of game. Yeah. Man, I miss playing RTSs. Hell I want to yeah, play man. a console one. I would. I probably wouldn't play a PC one, and that's why it's been so long. But like the fact that there's a couple of different console choices now that seem pretty viable. I need. Did to you grab Bad North? I saw you played the demo. Yeah. Did you grab it? Not not quite yet. No, gotta wait for another right. super sale. But I'm yeah, definitely it, going though. to be grabbing that. Yeah, it's super fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've I've just been itching for RTSs, and then last night my uh. My roommate Mikey, he was, uh, you know, he's at his computer that's like behind me, like when I'm at it's like right the behind the TV, couch, yeah. yeah. And I, I just hear him boot up, like I can hear uh, the Warcraft three. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he was playing Starcraft like, two the other day when yeah. we were over there. What's he booting Warcraft three for when they're remaking? Because it's it? a great game. I know, but they're about to release like <laughs> a whole new shiny version of the same game, right? Yeah, I think he was just trying to get a reaction out of me. <laughs> maybe refamiliarize, maybe refamiliarize yeah, himself. Yeah. Maybe he's getting trying to get you to join in the game. Yo, he wants me to get uh, World of Warcraft when oh you know boy. they reboot the original version of it. Oh boy, the vanilla or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are they doing that? I thought they already did that. <sighs> I think he he was telling me that it's going to be after Warcraft Three Reforged comes out, which is going to be next year. So okay. we need you to play other video games, though, DJ. No, <laughs> you started that had you played it before have you, you did you get into world of warcraft i've done the demo but it, you know it definitely got to a point where i was starting to feel like unrewarded unfulfilled just like yeah. i don't know it, it was just it seemed just like a time suck yeah i spent enough money on video games i don't need to sp- have no. another subscription in my life <laughs> so yeah for real <laughs> I've always right, avoided uh, MMOs. The the closest I get to anything like that will be like Xenoblade or even something like a Diablo. Like that's that's about as close as I get. Xenoblade. Yeah. That's an MMO? No, it's not what? an oh, MMO, the- but it's like a single player like distillation of that same feeling, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that just like general like player progression. I guess it's just like an RPG grind, like but just like super extended yeah. out, yeah. Yep. Open world. I mean, I have on on that note, I have been playing uh Witcher 3 more. So, oh, nice. that's true. I, like, you know, I I think last week I was saying how uh wasn't maybe the biggest fan of the combat or just I wasn't good at it and you know, like, I, I think I've gotten the hang of it to a degree, and I'm definitely, like, getting more and more immersed in this world. Like, I know at first, like I was saying, like, I don't even really care about the story, but it's like, right. now now I don't just skip through the conversations. It's like, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. tell, tell me what's going on. I, I don't know. Like, for some reason, uh, I'm, I'm just getting more and more sucked in. And uh, I, I think part of it is that, you know, I never feel that powerful like so i always feel like i need to take advantage of any opportunity to do these extra quests like like it like it seems like a necessary means to the end rather yeah. than just like tacked on content yeah. you know and i don't know it seems like they've all got their own unique stories and it it just seems really well fleshed out yeah so. it seems like they balance the game well if you feel compelled to do those side quests to yeah. like stay yeah. competitive and yeah, when I initially started this, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go for the fastest way through this and right. you know, just st- stick to the main campaign. But it's like, no, I want to want to do it all. 
That's sweet. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's good to hear, too. And interesting to hear, because usually like I start having fun with these types of games once I like dedicate myself to like just sticking to the main path. Right. And then I'm just oh, really? like, not getting so bogged down with all this extra stuff. See, I like um, getting bogged down care. with the side quest stuff. I, I'm that I, I'm that guy with these. I used games. to be. I really used to be, you know, and I and I just like now, like, it, again, it, I think I mentioned this before on a previous episode, but like with Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, and it was particularly Mario Odyssey. Uh, I was just like, you know, I just do what's fun in the game. Like, sure. I, I was getting a little frustrated with like, you know, there's all these moons and like there's all these random moons that you can just ground pound the ground and they're they're just there yeah you, know, you just see oh here's a little <laughs> hump here's a little hump i wonder what's under there yeah you know another moon another power moon <laughs> so it was that i found that a little frustrating but then when i thought about it like hey this those moons are there for the people who are like the kids playing the game and totally. they can just collect enough moons to keep progressing through the game yep. and like and i don't need to get those or if i stumble across them i'll get them but like once I decided, like, I don't need to get all 900 moons oh, no. or however oh, that God, fuck, no. however many moons there are. Yeah. Like, I don't need to do that. And I'll only do what's fun in the game. Yeah. You know, and that and that's it. And pretty much with Breath of the Wild, too, I just kind of I played that game just to de-stress and just I would look for shrines. And sometimes I'd even be like, oh, it's one of these hard battle shrines. Forget yeah. it. I'm not I'm leaving this one. I'll come back later. Totally. And like because it's not the mood I'm in. I'm just I'm just trying to, you know, if it's a puzzle solve you one, maybe that's cool. But I, I really uh yeah, I, I like that. You know, I, I usually tend to enjoy finding the focus in those games, but it's cool to hear that this game, yeah, makes like a point out of the side content. Right. Yeah. I mean I I think for a while I've been turned off by that idea. I, I remember I was really into Oblivion and Skyrim and like really going through those games. And I think ever since playing those games, I kind of moved away from that. I was just like, I, I just want a, a more condensed experience. Yeah. Um, but this is is dragging me in the other direction. <laughs> is it? Do you think it's just like the way the story's presented or the production value or the because I did notice when you booted this up the other day, I was over at your place and. I saw it was based on a book, which I didn't know. Oh, I didn't realize that. that yeah, the Witcher series. So I, I oh, wonder wow. if uh, I wonder if having all that material going in. So, you know, they're they obviously got to, you know, write the lines and everything, the dialogue and all that. But they have the content, uh, the material. So they have something to base it. on. You know what I mean? Like half the battle is already done. Yeah. Right. Or at least a portion of the battle. That's a good point. I, I think also, like I was saying, I, I think I just it, it makes me feel really unprepared if i don't do a lot of exploring like you know your your weapons you know their durability goes down after time and so but it's not that common to be able to repair them so you know you gotta always make sure you've got enough gear you like you regain health by eating food but like i don't come across a ton of that like oh wow unless well, I, I've made a point to try to not steal. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should start stealing. But well, there was that one time where I think you were watching Kevin, where we tried to steal, and a guard just killed you instantly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was still figuring out the controls. Yeah. I just like accidentally attacked him. So there are immediate consequences. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, but maybe in areas without <laughs> the, what guards. What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, so I, I think there's, and I guess I'm playing like there are four difficulty levels. I 
I, I believe. Uh, and I'm playing like the second hardest one. So maybe that's part of why I don't feel super prepared. But like, I don't know. It like the exploration feels rewarding. It feels like right. I'm getting stuff that I need to be able to even beat this game. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of game in front of you. And it's, dude, I mean, you're playing dude. the game of the year version. So the DLC is like yeah. baked into that too. Yeah. I haven't even accessed that because, well, it tells you like, you know, you should try this content once you reach like this level or right. something. So cool. Again, yeah. I, I know you mentioned that I think about a previous game, but I like when they give you that little bit of guidance with the DLC, like not just like, Again, when I don't, I think I said this before too, but when I downloaded the Breath of the Wild DLC, the next time I booted the game, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. What I like, how do I even get to all that stuff? Right. Right. So well, it was a little overwhelming. With this, it's not even just the DLC. It's also every single mission. Like if any mission involves combat in any way, it kind of gives a recommended level. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Cool. I know we compared this to Assassin's Creed last episode, and I think that I think some of the newer Assassin's Creed games do that as well. So that's kind of interesting. The OK, the the one uh, similarity I was noticing in this past one or this past week was how when enemies are nearby, you automatically get into like combat stance where you're like automatically circling around and move very slowly. And I don't necessarily want to be engaging these people. I just happen to get too close to them, maybe oh. and find out they're like too high level for me to buy right now. And so it can be a little difficult to try to like get yourself away from them so you can like disengage from that combat mechanic and just try to leave the area. So like, you're not forced into fighting them in that circumstance. You're not, but like you're, you're you kind of are. You're like encouraged. <laughs> you're, you're, like you, <laughs> they nudge you in that direction. You can't like right. hit a run button and just turn the other way. Like you, you're yeah, like, like in like, like a stance, like facing the enemies and like just tiptoeing around. Yeah, it's like normally when you're out of combat, holding X is the run button. But you know, if you get into that combat mode, the X will do like a roll. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> okay. So yeah. it's you gotta like kind of like roll away, <laughs> no, <laughs> just doing, so. doing somersaults through the leaves. Yeah, <laughs> roll away on your belly. Yeah. Just get out of there. So <laughs> Bob Seeger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably be playing this for a long ass time, but <laughs> probably won't give updates, you know, constantly. Yeah, just episode, as just as necessary. Yeah, just if as necessary. Comes up. Let us know what Geralt's up to. Sure. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> you remembered that. Good job. <laughs> Once you get to the card game stuff, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, d- oh yo, get into it. We can it. get, get into, into it. it. I've, been, <laughs> I've been playing Gwent with anyone I can. Because <laughs> I've heard that that's also pretty addicting and pretty good. So. Oh yeah. Uh, I've I've played quite a few games. Um, <laughs> it's it's a pretty simple game. Um. You know, you have three types of unit cards. You have, like, close combat, ranged, and siege, and they all have a certain power level. Okay. And, you know, you want to win two out of three rounds. I mean, you and your uh, opponent both start with ten cards, and you go until you both pass. You can pass at any point, but once both people have passed, uh, all the, the unit power totals are add it up and whoever's winning they they win that round oh geez okay so there are some instances where maybe you want to you know you know let an opponent 
play a lot of powerful stuff early on and you surrender that one early right. so you can beat them in the later ones but uh they're they're cards with different abilities like if you play two of these then they both get double the power and stuff like that or okay they're they're weather effects where it's like all close combat uh units all their power is reduced to one so then it becomes a matter of who's played more of the close combat cards right like, will have the advantage in that front so uh yeah and you you start with like a deck and as you beat people through the game you gain more cards that's what i was wondering if it was deck building or if it was like a set deck period okay yeah so there there are four different like factions um that you can choose and you just start with one of the factions and uh yeah so like some merchants will sell cards or you can win them from players so like it's a very slow progression of building your deck that's out. addicting though i could see that oh already. yeah oh yeah and you can also like you gamble too so okay if, like, you, if you if you're short on funds and you feel confident in your gwent game oh man yeah you, know, you, you run people out of town i'm lucky that i'm not <laughs> playing this game already right now because i would just oh, get super into that it's dope that Gwent's sounds awesome. manager 2k19 oh. i know <laughs> i think i've already got like 20 hours into that and like yeah, the switch version you mean yeah yeah jesus crazy crazy that sounds pretty cool though like it especially does. just like for something that's just baked into a game that already has like a plenty you know, of game yeah tons of <laughs> tons of re- apparently rewarding side quests and stuff like that that's pretty cool that there's like a you know full-fledged card game in yeah. there and pretty cool i didn't know about the physical like release of the card game itself that's yeah. pretty cool that sounds amazing honestly well i've talked plenty so yeah enough fuck me talking enough you from dj <laughs> enough from dj well i guess uh that no real transition here other no. than i i was playing this last week myself um, but uh, I've been following up and just playing some more uh, Eagle Island this week, which is a 2D side-scrolling platformer roguelike. Again, I talked about it last week. Um, it, the combat mechanics are just feeling really cool. I beat uh, beat the third level uh, last night, maybe two nights ago. Okay. Um, and then there was kind of like a little cutscene that like it, it was almost feeling like yeah, I knew it was too good to be true, but it was like feeling like oh, I'm leading up to beat the game here. Um, but it was like a little cutscene to like oh no now you're like now the game's like open wide you know um it seems like that you know i beat that was the third level i think i said and it looks like at least based on like you know you have like your little monster log and all that stuff like it looks like there's going to be 10 levels which is pretty cool okay um again all the all the levels are procedurally generated there's kind of like this general overworld map that you unlock as you go and again you get like attacked you have this like boss battle with this eagle that feel that you know it feels like this is the final boss and it uh, then drops you off in a different area of the overworld map that you couldn't have accessed before, uh, you know, at least not with the abilities that you have at the moment. Nice. Um, or that I have at the moment. Roughly how many hours do you think you're in and in the world, the third world or whatever? I'm probably well, not not third world, but like I'm, I'm in the new part of the overworld. I just okay. beat the third level. So I'm, I'm playing the fourth level now. Gotcha. I um, mean, each level itself just has like new variations on either similar enemies or just brand new enemies themselves who have like new attack patterns or, you know, like there's been three different levels so far that have had these like mushroom enemies that some of them are just mushroom enemies. Nothing, nothing to them. Some of them shoot out these like uh, I don't know if they're electric or ice beams like a little bit off to the side. 
And then these new ones in the new zone I'm in shoot like a full like, you know, circular radius of like poisonous gas out from them. Yeah. Um, so there's like they just kind of like evolve and get tougher. Um, and again, the combat mechanics evolve. You just like have this owl character that you can throw at enemies um, and you're you can like stop in midair and then aim in any of the like eight, you know, directions. Um, what is that called? That eight directional shooting? Is it just <laughs> eight directional? Yeah. Um, or Yeah. I don't know if there's a term for that or not, but whatever. Octo direction. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I wanted to say, but it's like, no, that's not right. (laughs) But whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you have like, you can freeze in midair for a second or two and like aim your shots. And then every time you hit an enemy, you can combo that into multiple enemies and you can quick fire. As long as you're hitting enemies, you can like keep firing the owl, your little like owl character and you get different perks and all that. I talked about all this last week. But uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm really having a lot of fun. It's got like the the UI design and all that stuff. Like everything feels really tactile. All the little power ups you get are like these little like stone coins or something. And they like, you know, when you select them, they like kind of do a little like flip into the your little like bar up at the top or the little slot that's open in the top and like make like a just a real like satisfying like sound. You know, I, I don't know. It's just satisfying to kind of look through all like the monster logs and like look through all the levels it, again if i think i mentioned the comparison to moonlighter last yeah. week too and it just feels like really well polished in that regard like everything feel it feels like a the the world feels very i don't want to say lived in but like it just feels very like tactile nice. everything you, you do feels very tactile like the the movement still is takes a little getting used to some of like the swimming stuff feels a little weird uh, like the third level, for example, is like kind of on like a coastline. And I don't know if maybe you get like an ability later on in the game to swim like under the water. You can swim on the surface. Yeah. But and you can sometimes like jump if it's shallow enough. You can like jump from a really high ledge and land down in the water and go far enough down where you can open one of these chests that's beneath the water. But sometimes you, you, you know, they're just way too deep. There's no way you could get to them without being able to swim down there. But I don't huh. know if that's just procedural generation or what the deal is but you know you can open these uh chests some of them are free and just have like coins or seeds and then some of them you can open with your seeds and they give you different power-ups which again i talked about last week but one thing that i noticed is like the seed chests like they will go up in price only as you open them so like if i if i've like if i see a chest that i can open that costs 20 seeds to open if i don't open that chest the next time I come across a seed chest, it will also cost 20. Uh, but then if I open that one, then the next one will cost a little bit more. Like it keeps going up exponentially as you open them. Right. But just like as an overall price, if that makes sense. At least I think I, I feel like I've noticed that a few times. Um, but yeah, just like it just really well designed, really well made. A lot of attention to detail. Nice. Still noticing a, a few of those small little glitches and bugs, but nothing game breaking or anything like that. Um, the levels are just like 10, 15 minutes long. It's like the perfect, again, I know I said this about membrane too, but like just pick up and play a few, but this one, I seem like I, I play two, three runs and then I turn it off and like within five or 10 minutes, I'm booting this game right back up and I'm playing another run. Nice. Um, and I'm, I'm really, you know, you get different power ups. I just got like a new ice power up. I think I mentioned I had a lightning like combo power up before that like chains through enemies um, and then I, I also have like a fire, like kind of bomb power up. Cool. So that, the, you know, the owl just kind of turns into like a different color owl <laughs> and then it has new abilities, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really like this game a lot. It's a really fun and there's there's different uh, 
like rogue modes. Uh, the game itself, like I said, it's procedurally generated or you can play. You can pick like the the uh, official. I forget what they call it. Some kind of official mode where it'll have the map will be laid out the same every time you play each level. So okay. not only will the overworld be the same, because I think that's the same no matter what. But then each level that you enter will also when you're playing the official mode, be the same instead of being procedurally generated. I see. But so they, they actually do have developed, like, this is a levels for the official game, not just the procedurally generated levels. Yeah, and I and I would wager that the procedurally generated levels are all, like, you know, the rooms are individually designed, and then they're just procedurally put together. Oh, okay. You know, I, I don't think they're... But maybe they're procedurally generating where the uh, the chests are located or the enemies are located and stuff like that. Right. But... But yeah, really having a good time. I, I really like the, you know, again, the risk reward of like you can get if you kill four enemies in a combo or more, you get the heart piece. So if you've taken a couple hits, you're like, well, I got to go for this combo. But it's obviously a little riskier to go for that combo. So just just really having That's a lot cool. of fun. I'm sucked in. I'm 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 definitely going to be playing this one for a while. So just like uh, DJ with The Witcher, I'm probably not going to update it constantly yeah but i'm really happy that i have a game you know like i said i'm only on the fourth level of uh what appears to be 10 nice and uh i'm really excited to see that this game's got some meat on the bones like even if it is just like you know every you know it's not that different from like dead cells other than like you're you're not getting like uh you're not unlocking all these new abilities and perks like by buying into them or anything like that right but like you know every zone has like different enemy types and different enemy patterns that you have to learn and different ways to exploit them and and all that it's not that different than a lot of these roguelites but just the combat's really satisfying um and it it is a little slippery on the movement but it but i'm used to it and it does feel good to move around i, I love like the just the kind of bouncy feel of the jump and stuff yeah at least um, if it's slippery does it seem like the it has a good sense of momentum it does yeah it's just like it Sometimes, you know, I, I like in games, like I mentioned before, like Mario, where you can kind of like tweak your jump in midair, like back and forth. Right. Where like this game, once you're jumping to the right, like you're jumping to the right. It's not like ghouls and ghosts or whatever, where it's like a, a predetermined right. arc. You definitely right. can you can hang back a little or pull back a little, but it's not you're not going to be able to change direction in the air or like go back to the ledge that you jumped off. But you can kind of like use that freeze mechanic like you can jump in midair and then go to attack and freeze but then go back in the opposite direction but not with as much momentum as you had okay. you know, on the upward arc but you can kind of at least tweak your jump or like not jump into a pit or i guess the pits don't really harm you in this game but like into some like you know harmful substance or whatever right some lava or something like that but just all the worlds are nice and diverse and the enemies again could maybe be a little more diverse like i said there's like three versions of a mushroom uh, with just different abilities and stuff, but they're all still different attack patterns and different things you have to learn. And it's just, it's just really addictive. It's my new, uh, new roguelike obsession here. So nice. Excited to keep playing more of that. You always got to have one going. Yeah. You know me, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> well, actually, uh, speaking of real quick, I'll just talk about another roguelite real quick that Go I've for been it. playing, uh, and revisiting. I haven't played much of this game. Uh, in quite a while, but for whatever reason, I started picking it up again recently, um, and that's Tumble Seed. And this is kind of like a. Uh, are you are either of you guys familiar? I know DJ and I played a little of the two player mode, which is something that was patched in, um, not recently, but patched in after the release. But is that something you had played or seen before, DJ or Randall? I'd only played that little bit with you. I I heard it's hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I know this was a, a pretty early on game, and I know, Kevin, you had said that uh, uh, some folks from Chicago uh, helped develop this game, and I think I bought it the first time it went on sale, like way back in the day, and I did play it a bit then, but it's it's been a little bit. Yeah, I picked it up, uh, I think, back then as well. The the girl I was dating at the time, uh, I can't remember the connection, like how she knew one of the people who knew someone. Somehow she mentioned, like she brought up the game. Oh, I know some people who worked on this game. Have you ever heard of it? And I checked it out. I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I picked it up. I saw it was on the Switch. And again, it was a pretty early, like indie downloadable Very title on early. Switch. Yeah. So, uh, so I scooped it up. It has like a really clean, like, aesthetic not too dissimilar to like unexplored that we talked about before but yeah but definitely way more like bright and colorful and it's all like kind of plants and really like geometric but but more in like the everything's like kind of spherical but yeah. uh but it's kind of like a giant like a labyrinth or like pachinko machine uh you know you're but you're like controlling this bar you're you have this like the, your little tumble seed character that you can get all these different power-ups and abilities um, you start off with like three or four different ones. Like you have like your checkpoint seed. I forget what they're all called, but like if you have this activated as you roll over these little like flower pads um, and you're trying to like, I guess I should try to explain. You're cl- trying to like climb upwards and you're moving a bar at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And you're controlling that with the left and right joysticks. So you're hitting either you're moving them either up or down to move either the left or right side of the bar up or down. So, you you know, if you're pushing them both upwards almost like Katamari or something like not exactly the same, but like if you're moving them both upwards, you're going like straight up, right? If you move them both down, you're going straight down. And if you, you know, you can move them on an angle so you can roll like, you know, on a downward 45 degree angle or pick up some speed or you it's, it's really, it's really tough to find tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can get all these different powers, but yeah, you start with a few different ones. Like you have your checkpoint where you can like, if you roll over these little flower petals and you have enough crystals to pay for it, um, which you collect from killing enemies or just collecting on the map or using the crystal seed, which just if you after you roll over three of these flower spaces, then you get a f- couple of crystals. Um, but then you can use them to either uh, spend on either placing a checkpoint or you can use this thorn seed or whatever it's called to like ac- accumulate like thorns on the side of your little character that can stab enemies and kill them. Right. Um, and then you can get um, I think there's one other. Ca- oh, there's a heart seed. That you can like after you roll over four of those pads, you can gain another uh, health point. Um, and there's all different like you can pick up all these different crazy abilities, but it does start to get a little combat focused or I don't, I don't want to say combat focused, but you really like there's enemies swarming you and there's really you feel pretty defenseless. Um, and it, it, no matter what power ups you have, no matter how stacked up you feel and you can get you can pick one perk at the beginning of each game that you unlock by, you know, completing different challenges like. Some of them are you don't lose a health point for falling down a hole, which I typically pick uh, because I'm always <laughs> I'm always falling down yeah. the holes that it just like prolongs the game a little bit so I can at least get used to it. Um, but they have all kinds of different things like you don't lose the thorns when you take a hit from an enemy or you don't lose uh, or you like suck in nearby gems and they're like pretty, pretty generous with that. Like they can be pretty far away. So that one I do tend to use pretty often, too. So I don't have to like be weaving through all these tight corridors to pick up like the gold gems that are worth five or ten. Yeah. And you use those to buy different power ups and different um, ability. I don't forget. I forget if you can get abilities, but you definitely use them to buy different like power ups at the shops at like the checkpoints. And there's like four different 
areas of the mountain that you have to climb. And then at the end, you can do the adventure, which is progressing through all four of those regions, which are two different areas each. Um, which this game, I, I can't even beat this last like winter area, yeah. which is what I've been trying to tackle again lately. Uh, but it, it does, for whatever reason, despite being you know, so difficult, it just has these it just has a really like relaxing vibe to it. You know, the art style and the music and, yeah. and everything about it. Like it, when I do kind of want to Zen out with a difficult game, it is one that I kind of want to go back to. And uh, and again, I kind of wanted to check out this two player mode. So. DJ and I checked that out a little bit uh, just a few minutes, actually, before we recorded the podcast today. So what did you think of that so far? It was my first time playing it as well. So. It was interesting because, you know, we were talking beforehand. We we were expecting it to be some sort of like, you know, split screen race type of situation. Yeah. Like, but as we up, mentioned before, you're climbing the mountain in the main game. So we yeah. thought it would just be a race to the top. But it ended up being kind of like a king of the hill type situation where, you know, a, a zone of this the screen would highlight and you know you want to be the only person in there but there'd be all these holes that you could knock the other character into and power-ups you could get to just kill them so it was it was interesting take it was more like a battle mode almost yeah and i think it is called like two-player battle is actually what the mode is called stole that from me (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i I don't see myself playing that mode a ton no um but definitely a definitely an interesting game. I, I do think the difficulty balance keeps me from from giving this a strong recommendation. Yeah, it's it's tough, definitely not man. for everyone. And it's and it has such like an inviting, like warm style to it. You know, you see it, it's all cheerful and colorful. Yeah. And it just feels like, yeah, well, this seems fun. You know, it looks kind of like a like Loco Roco yeah. style or Patapon or like that real, like just yeah, just real cheerful. Uh, vibe and it's definitely uh the game well i was ready to chuck my controller <laughs> through the screen uh and i wasn't even invested in the run but it just it can just be like what the fuck like i thought i like felt like i was having a good run and now all of a sudden it's i'm just dead so yeah you have to be um, tuned in if you're going to be successful at least in my experience playing this around launch it was like man i i can't just be chilled out playing this i got to be in this to win this yeah, and I will say this, I don't know for whatever reason, but it does feel a little more tactile playing in handheld mode just because it really feels like you are moving like the joysticks are moving like those bars. Like I could it, see that. It, it For whatever reason, I, I found myself playing better I whenever I played in handheld mode, and maybe it was just helping me get into the zone more. Right. But uh, but I, I like like we've mentioned before, I, I don't I don't know if I give this one a strong, hard recommendation, but uh, but if if you're into super tough games and and the style speaks to you or if you're uh i don't know if you're into like these kind of labyrinth it's it's definitely unique it's, it's super very unique very i've never played anything quite like it no. so it's i i don't regret having bought it and i don't regret the time i've played it so i i don't know why i don't give it a strong recommendation but it's just it's just a little too tough i think and i like hard games (laughs) (laughs) you know i like i really like hard games and i don't even mind if i never beat them but it just when it comes to the combat it feels like you don't you don't have enough control over your character yeah to to be able to maneuver around and and take out these enemies i have a feeling uh, that's probably what it is you don't really have direct control over your avatar you're kind of controlling the thing underneath like a lot like monkey ball or something like you're controlling the board underneath more than you are the character. Yeah, and you're not even a lot of the power-ups you get like you're not even you, like you can't like hit 
fire to fire like you're at they're on a timer yeah or you have to like re-roll over that same like flower pad that you rolled over before to activate the power up to then activate like the cannon that shoots out yeah or activate the ability or whatever it might be so uh there are some cool abilities that like there's like a flood seed that will like fill like any of the holes on the screen with water. So then you can just roll right over those like you don't have to worry about those. Oh, that's cool. Uh, falling through. So especially if you don't have that buff equipped that, you know, health is not in uh, a consideration on falling down the holes. That's like a super important power up to have. And, you know, right. each power up costs different gems and and this and that. But yeah, a fun game and, and a definite definite soft recommendation if this is something that's up your alley. but. But definitely not for everyone, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. But uh, I know you've been playing a couple shooters uh, this week, Randall, and I've uh, tag team one of those with you. But feel free to fire off on either one. I'll join you on uh, the former or the latter. Let's talk some Lightning Force, a.k.a. Thunder Force 4, which came out originally on Sega Genesis and uh, M2, the godlike developers and and porters of all things retro, especially for Sega, um, made this one of the more recent Sega Ages releases. And uh, so it's been on Switch as of kind of end of last year. Um, It had recently gone on sale for half price, so I finally picked it up because... You know, why not have it on the Switch? I actually have it on my Genesis, too. But I'm like, yeah, they they added a couple of things here, and the price is good enough that I, I want it easily available as another pretty high-quality shmup. So I've uh, been enjoying that. It's it's hard as hell. I'll say that right from the get. Uh, this- yeah, it is. I picked this up as well, and it is, like, kicking my ass, man. It is really tough. Uh, and it is wor- it is worth noting that uh, it is cool that you get the uh, not only lightning force, and I think you... I think you mentioned, or maybe maybe you didn't, but it also is Thunder Force 4, which is the Japanese version yeah. of the game, or the Mega Drive version, and it's cool that it has both of those, but also, I think this is a relatively rare-ish Genesis game. Like, it goes for yeah. a pretty penny. Yeah, it's not cheap so, on Genesis, that's for sure. Yeah, to scoop it up for eight or four bucks or yeah. whatever, you know, not a, not a bad price at all, so. And, like, really, honestly, you know, if you don't care about having uh, physical retro cartridges, this is probably the best way to play this game in 2019, honestly. So, yeah, it's it's nice that way, too. Um, besides that, M2 is always really good about making sure you're getting, like, uh, pixel perfect emulation. Um, you know, there's not gonna be any issues with lag. They tend to add, add extra features in, um, when they're porting games over. Um, in this case, they didn't do quite as much as they did for say like Sonic the Hedgehog, where like in Sonic you got, they added the, um, the, the power up spin dash from like Sonic two onward into the original Sonic the Hedgehog, which is awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Which completely changes that game. And that's something you can toggle on or off. If you want to play Sonic one, like it was before, or if you want to play with, you know, with obviously uh, a superior way of making that game even better, but enlightening force, you don't have anything quite on that level, uh, gameplay wise, but they do things like, um, you can reduce the processing delay where, um, instead of emulating the Sega Genesis exactly, it like buffs it up a little bit where you're not getting the the chugging uh, of the frame I was wondering rate. about that because I was getting some serious slowdown oh, on yeah. the bosses and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so good, good to know that 
I was wondering because I saw that processing delay setting and I wasn't sure what that was all about. So, yep, that's what that is. That's like, hey, you want it to feel exactly like you remember it feeling right. Cool. And if you want it to feel a little smoother, turn that off. Totally. Because there's going to be purists for good reason that want to play it just as it was on a cartridge. And I totally get that. But it's nice to have the option, which I did to turn off that processing delay where, yeah, now it's buttery smooth. Um, and there's an, uh, audio cutout thing where originally on the Genesis, you know, we got limited sound channels in the processing. So when some like sound effect comes in, it might cut out some of the soundtrack. And now in, with this new version, you can toggle something where now it'll just play uh, without cutting out the soundtrack, which is cool. You know, I appreciate okay, yeah. stuff like that. That's super awesome. Yeah. How is that soundtrack? It's pretty good. It's it definitely is. uh, You know, I don't think it's like super duper standout, but I think it's good presentation wise of, you know, actiony shmup game. It fits the bill. It gets you in the zone for playing some shooters. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something I'm going to seek out necessarily outside of the game, but, you know, I think it definitely does its job. Nice. Yeah. There's some cool mechanics in this game. Like you start out with like two main guns. Uh, that are pretty basic and you have up to five different slots that are yeah. like all different weapon types yeah that you kind of unlock as you go sometimes when you die you lose them sometimes you keep them i haven't really figured out why or what the rhyme or reason is to that yeah but uh you can also power up those weapons yes. like you know get them to a second tier um and then you can also one of my favorite feature about this game is the speed control yeah and you can you can go from like you start at 50 percent speed and there's like a little meter at the top and if you hit the speed button you can go from 25 to 50 to 75 to 100 yep and actually if you hold it down you can actually fine tune it to any individual percent between that oh i didn't realize um, that like it'll just keep climbing slowly as you hold it down one percent at a time oh i didn't like i mean it, it would be it would be tough to like get it oh if i wanted exactly at 63 <laughs> and there'd be but whatever it's like it's not that precise Right. That you're going to notice that much of a difference, but it's pretty cool for like, hey, I'm in like a tight corridor section of this level like it. It really makes use of that because some of these levels are like you, it's a, a horizontal scroller, but you are actually able to move like up and down higher than like the individual screen. Presents, yeah, it's, you know? it's almost like it's like two to three screen lengths vertically that you can move yeah. around in, which is pretty crazy and still pretty unique for shmups to this day, I would say. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Very unique. A little bit. I will say a little bit. Uh, I would say it causes a little bit of issues in the design. Like sometimes it feels like you can definitely. Oh, I'm on the path that just has no enemies yeah. <laughs> right here. Or like there's ways to kind of avoid it. But maybe that's, you know, that maybe that's what they're going for. Hey, you can kind of cheat the game here if you're not going for points and you just want to go, you know, avoid the fight right. um, until right. you have to. Or, you know, I, I'm sure everything was intentional. So, yeah. And I think the idea is it's, it's supposed to be more like a dog fight, like you're evading around and you're, you know, going behind them and in front of them and switching up your gun between the one that shoots behind you to what shoots in front of you and kind of like moving back and forth with the boss and or the individual enemies and kind of fighting it out until somebody wins, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. There was uh, I think the gun's called like freeway. Yeah. Or something like that, which is really cool. Like whatever direction you're traveling in, the gun is then shooting kind of like a spread shot in the opposite direction. Yeah. Which is great for like one of the episodes or one of the episodes, one of the levels that I picked. Yeah. Which are kind of presented at the very beginning. You can pick out of one of four levels and like you almost set up like a path. You want. Yeah. You can set the order. Level one, two, three. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was a neat little feature, almost like a Mega Man, but like predetermined, like you're picking the picking all four of them right at the beginning. Yeah, Um, 
the order you want to do them in, making like a playlist. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I found this game to be I forgot the point I was even going to make. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. I haven't played enough to really weigh in and, you know, dig in deep. But I'm excited to play more. Yeah, I kept getting my ass kicked by this game. Apparently, there's what's called a kids mode that they've added. (laughs) M2 is added (laughs) in this port where like you keep your fully upgraded weapons even when you die which I think would be quite useful. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. That's cool. That would uh, help out a lot. Yeah, because as best I tried, and, you know, for this game and the next game I talk, I'll talk about, I even pulled out my uh, my Hori arcade stick uh, just to, like, you know, can I be better at these games if I've got this arcade stick going instead? And that helped a little bit, but, boy, yeah, it, it's tough going. <laughs> <laughs> But still, still glad to own it. It also has online leaderboards, which is cool. Um, this game has some really nice graphics, some really cool parallax scrolling effects, which is pretty awesome. It was a late Genesis game, so it, it still shines to this day, I think, visually. Yeah, it looks good. It can be a little distracting at times. Yeah. Some of like the one level that has like the sandstorm effect yeah. can be a little bit yeah. kind of like make the level look a little blurry or a little just just a little obstructed yeah um and there are i do you know as much as m2 like they did a great job on this but i do think some of the design or like or some of the menus and stuff are a little unintuitive like yeah the if you want to play like the actual like ranked mode like you have to be playing the japanese thunder force 4 oh yeah to get like that like the casual mode is like the the lightning force for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason like I, it just seems a little like it tells you all this stuff but just the way it's presented is a little yeah i don't know it's just a little bit clunky i guess it's a little unintuitive at least to me yeah that's uh like the, the kind of emulator level ui stuff is a little ugly too they could have done yeah, a little better it, well, job it just looks it looks like really like arcadey yeah which is kind of cool. I mean, you know, it's it's trying to evoke some of that era of gaming, but yeah. they're, re, you know, bringing that back. But it feels, I don't know, it just feels a little disjointed from the package itself. Yeah. The actual game is so pretty, though. Like, full, yeah. full kudos there. Yeah, it looks great. Feels yeah. great. Plays great. The speed control feels awesome. Yeah. Excited so, to play more. From one, from one arcade-ish game to another, I also played some Space Dave um which is another game that came out uh early on in 2018 still kind of before a lot of uh other indie things were available on switch um i bought this as soon as it came out because uh and i think choice provisions as a developer they made woe dave on 3ds and woe dave was more like uh take like a bubble bobble type of single screen layout and you're kind of collecting coins and throwing these eggs and defeating all the enemies on a on this single screen and then moving on um whereas space dave is kind of a space invaders ish clone uh but visually more similar to something like uh space invaders extreme which came out on uh ds and i think they ended up porting that to like xbox 360 i want to say um, okay. but more kind of like vibrant, chunky pixel graphics, like pretty uh, big pixels. Yeah. I've, I've super big pixels. Too. Yeah. Um, very, very, very arcadey. Uh, and you are Dave or an assortment of other, like eight different characters you can choose from. It's all just like visual palette swap stuff, but there, there's even like, uh, I think, uh, what's his name? commander video or whatever from uh yeah what's his the the bit trip yeah the bit trip game stuff like that 
um, that you can play as as your avatar, but they all play the same. And ultimately, you're kind of shooting your laser uh, up in the air to take out these, you know, patterns of enemies that are coming at you in the Space Invaders ways. Either they're kind of clumped together and moving, uh, kind of like they're dancing up in the air or, you know, creating like a circle pattern. Um, and a key part of this game that's different, though, is below you, there's like uh, nine different tiles. And the enemies, if they get all the way down and touch a tile, will basically erase that tile and turn it to lava. And you can no longer step on that tile. So over time, if you're not shooting enemies out of the air, they're taking out the floor underneath of you. And then, you know, you can only jump and shoot. So <laughs> if you're not I was going to say, yeah, yeah, we probably should mention that you're like platforming around and like jumping like you're controlling a character. I don't know if we mentioned that before, but yep, you are controlling a character, jumping around, shooting and collecting coins for a high score ultimately. Um, but you're <laughs> realistically, you're just trying to survive as long as you can, because, again, this game is hard. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, very, yeah. Very, very hard. And it's very tough to keep all of your uh your tiles below you active as floor um as you take out certain enemies it'll turn into this like kind of red dead version of an enemy that you can throw into the lava and it'll recreate like the tile that you can step on again um and you have to do that twice to turn it back into like a fully formed tile because as you clear out a wave of enemies there'll be coins on top of every tile, uh, five coins instead of the one you're getting per enemy. And that's really good because that's, you know, increasing your coins, which is your high score that you end your, your run with. So as many coins as you can get, the better. Um, but again, surviving is difficult. I've only ever made it like three quarters through the second level to give you any indication of how <laughs> difficult this game is. I mean, I, I laugh, but I've, I haven't made it much further, if any further. It's been a long time <laughs> since I played, but yeah, I've like second or third level at best, like just overwhelmed even on the first level. Oh, sometimes. yeah. Like, I, again, I haven't played much. I've played maybe an hour at the most hour, maybe a half hour. Yeah, but pretty, pretty fun so far. I definitely, you know. Like you said, I've liked what these guys have done in the past yeah. with the runner stuff or the or just the bit trip stuff in general. Not not even specifically the runner stuff. Um, I think it might be a different developer there. I thought it was. I thought it was the same guys. No, I don't the same team. I don't know that that's the case. I oh, think they man. might have just shared some of the some of the indie characters. Oh, man, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Sorry, you can just cut that part out. Yeah, I'm no, I'm leaving it in. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, really tough. And and another reason why I pulled out my arcade stick because um, your shoot button, you know, if you hold it down, it does kind of shoot like one laser after the other, but it doesn't shoot as fast as you'd like tapping it rapidly. But like, and that's really honestly, if you're going to survive, you need to be shooting as fast as you possibly can to take out waves of enemies so i'm like all right time to pull out the uh the hori arcade stick that's got the turbo functionality it took me a while to figure that out once i got that going it did get more playable i got a little bit further but even still couldn't get past the second level even on the easy peasy mode which is what they call it like <laughs> damn man like just kicked my ass all right, so Randall, I got. I hate to break to you, man. I'm not wrong here. Oh, Bit you're trip. not wrong. They, no, it is they did them provisions. all. Yeah. Bit trip runner, runner two, runner three. Bit trip beat. Whoa, Dave. They made them all, man. 
Yeah, you're right. It's one of their mini versions of choice choice provisions. You're right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I like I said, I I have not as I've I've come to really not like those runner games. I, I liked the first one. Yeah, I'm but with the, you. they you know they're they're programmed in a way that like I, I am a musician yeah. to some degree. <laughs> but like the so they time the like so it's not you're not pressing the buttons at the time that you're like in sync with the beat. You're actually clearing the obstacle in sync with the beat. Yeah. So like you're if there's a little hurdle, you have to jump over a gap. The gap is what's in time with the music and not when you're actually pressing the jump button. Oh, yeah. And it drives me crazy. That's like <laughs> that is so poorly to, like the whole point of a rhythm game. And like you can get into the zone with it enough and it's like. You know, I, I got a decent chunk of the way through that game, and it yeah. definitely is. The levels are well designed; they're fun. Like yeah. for an auto runner type game, it's addictive. It's it it does it well. But just like if they just tweaked it by however many fractions of a second that it would take to like sync it up with like this is when you're pushing the button, not when you're clearing the obstacle. Yeah, that would just make the game instantly. Instant, you know, like, well, it wouldn't work for everything. They wouldn't be able to just make that shift because, like, some of them you're like breaking through a gate, you know, so you have to have that timed exactly with like hitting the gate. But, anyway, sorry to just go on a rant. No, that's fine. I I really do like the original Bit Trip Runner. I've got that collection on Wii, and I'll never. Well, all those Bit Trip games, Bit Trip, uh, Bit Trip Beat, the very first one. Yep. And uh, Bit Trip, uh, I forget the other one I really liked a lot. It's been a while. I think it was. I think it was Bit Trip. Uh, maybe it was just Bit Trip Runner. <laughs> maybe it, that was the only one I was good. At was runner. runner. Yeah, I suck at the other ones. Yeah, they also apparently so made all that bad. Bubsy remake. No, <laughs> that no, new Bubsy. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bummed they made like a 3DS remake of those games, but like controlling it with the stylus yeah, just made it a little bit, a little bit too easy gonna, on some of the games yeah. where like. The challenge was, you know, it, it was part of the part of the game. Yeah, I was I was so. bummed with the the art direction they went in the the kind of like gross out 3D. Oh, with stuff. Runner Three, yeah. forget well, it. Yeah. I think Runner I, Two and Runner Three both had that style kind of. Runner Two went that way a little, and yeah. I think Runner Three just went, went all full in. Out. And yeah. I, yeah, and it yeah. was like a forty dollar game too. It's like, come on, man. I definitely have both of those games. They're oh, okay. you're okay. <laughs> you're a sucker. They're not man. that. I didn't they're know. Not, they're honestly not that bad. They're not that bad. No, they're. I think I played the demo for Runner Three, and it yeah. was pretty fun. So it's. I yeah, I'm just not into the art style. Yeah. And again, that that timing issue was a big, uh, big thing with me. But yeah, and again, he's a he's, musician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can play a riff or two. No, but even with the, like the 3D stuff, the when it went polygonal, I felt like it was even harder to gauge some of that like rhythm stuff compared to, you know. Just yeah, like, they had all these like wacky animations yeah. and stuff. It just made it a little harder to time stuff. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But anyways, give me the, give just, me the chunky pixel art, just like uh, Space Dave. Yeah, I would say they're more they're more at home yeah. with the Space Dave stuff. I, I definitely feel like this is a welcome return to form. I, again, not that it's a brand new game or anything, but I like Space I, Dave's I art direction, too, so though. It's, it's cute. I like yeah. it. It's, per, it, it's, it's nice, and it, it does have a two-player mode as well, correct? It yeah. does. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to try that. Um, but yeah, I want to say we've played it before, right, DJ? It's like that game where you're, like, jumping over the little lava gaps. Yeah. And, yeah. So we've only played like a round or two, but yeah, definitely, definitely a fun game and one that I picked up cheap. I think it's only 10 bucks. I'm sure I'm grabbed it on sale probably, but yeah, 
definitely one to keep your eyes peeled for, especially if you like playing some two player, just high score chasing type stuff. And those leaderboards, again, not it should go without saying, but not every game has them. So it's yep. cool to know that this game's got them. So, yep, absolutely. But uh, no real transition here, but I know, DJ, you've been playing one other game this week. That's good of enough transition. <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I recently picked up the game Nefarious on Switch. And uh, in that game, it's kind of like a 2D platformer game where you are this character, Crow, who is actually the villain of the world. And your cool. quest your quest is to go through all the kingdoms and kidnap all the princesses and defeat the heroes from each kingdom. Um, so it's kind of a cool take on the genre. Yeah. Um, and like the, the, the levels are structured. So it's basically like you're uh, entering the kingdom, you reach the princess and get some sort of new ability based on, you know, where she's from. Like, you know, you're in a bee kingdom, and when you get the bee princess, you get, like, your your jump is extra high, or stuff like that. Like um, Metroidvania style? Like, getting new abilities to get further in the map? Or, like, just new power-ups, like Mega Man style? Uh, to, uh, to get further in the map, but just on that map. Okay. Um, And so, and then the last part is, you know, the hero tries to stop you and you have a a boss battle with them. But it's cool because, you know, you take the role of the the enemy usually takes where like you're the one controlling this big robot while, you know, your enemy is the little guy running around the screen trying to like, you know, out like outwit you, like trying to go faster than you. So (laughs) it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It so i i really liked you know the the originality and like even um even each fight is fairly different like you're in a different kind of robot thing you know any type of battle or there's even one battle where it's they switched it to turn-based combat like they really implement a lot of different types of fighting styles to switch it up which i thought was really cool um and, you know, even just like that edited ability you get from getting a princess um, is, you know, a cool way to mix up the levels. But uh, I maybe this is, you know, personal preference, but I wasn't a big fan of how it controlled. Um, this is like a 2D side scroll. Yeah. Right? And so. Well, let's let's start with your your attack. So. Your standard attack is just like uh, a punch, which has a little bit of distance, not much. Um, and you also like you start with uh, grenade launchers and you can switch what your secondary attack is to like other uh, like explosive based stuff. I just stuck with the standard grenade launcher. Um, but uh, so. It's uh, it's kind of like twin sticky like you're you're aiming like where your punch is gonna go or where you're gonna lob the grenades Mm. it's not like a set you know direction um so that i didn't find that that controlled super well for me or maybe i was just bad at it (laughs) (laughs) um but doubtful knowing you um well it was also just really tough to deal with um 
ranged enemies because you know the 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 grenade lob like wasn't it's not a super accurate attack especially if they're moving around um and like you don't have like unlimited use of it you get like uh you get like three shots that like will you know regenerate over time to have this small cooldown but it you know some enemies were just hard to deal with because i didn't feel like the the aiming or the attacks were set up well to deal with them yeah you didn't have the Hmm. proper means to dispatch them yeah yeah and uh additionally uh with regards to the platforming like you're both like pretty floaty and pretty slippery oh boy oh man that's seven deadly sins yeah and and if you and also maybe and maybe this is just me it felt like there was like maybe a slight delay with like jumps and stuff like that so it got really frustrating when i was in some sections where you know if you fall down a pit it's an instant death you go back to a checkpoint um so you know, I definitely went through some areas just like it, it was just way too hard. Like I just had to keep retrying them. I also like if, you know, also if you're in midair and well, if you're anywhere and an enemy hits, you get knocked back. So if you're trying to make a jump and you get shot, like it, just another thing working against you from making that jump, like. I fell in so many gaps, you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh God. But that's I think, frustrating. you know, some, well, I, but that's the thing, like floaty controls aren't really my thing, but you know, that's maybe just a personal preference. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I've never heard anybody say, oh, I love these floaty controls. Well, I'm trying to be diplomatic about <laughs> as, 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 No one's ever said, this game's got great floaty controls. All right, that's, man. It, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You want to really get into some? <laughs> we'll save it. I, I, we'll save I, it for another time. I like Rayman. All right. We'll save, but, we'll save our Rayman discussion for another right. time. It's okay. not terrible, but we'll save it for another time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, see how he got his shot in. <laughs> well, no, I just want to make sure time. I'm not just, we're not just shitting on Rayman. No, I just want to make sure that's clear. Well, I want to make sure I'm clear. I'm not shitting on Rayman. It's just, we'll talk about it later. Rayman Legends <laughs> is an objectively good game. Continue. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Bringing it back to nefarious. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would say, like you know, that that first third of the level before you even reached the princess was my least favorite part of the levels. But I, you know, once I reached princess, got a new ability, or, and reached the boss battle at the end, like there there's enough variety in there that kept me interested. And I'd say the levels were like. 10 to 15 minutes long and there's maybe like 10 ish levels so it's not a super long game um so i don't know it like it kept me compelled to see it through to the end oh that's that's good uh, did you I, finish I had it noticed i did it. i okay. th- there's they make it clear that like there's maybe more you can do after yeah but i, I kind of just left it there you're not gonna messenger it up play it again uh, right away we'll see no it's, don't you don't feel compelled man yeah. they try to sucker you in but well i'm a sucker for that man. <laughs> i had noticed some complaints before about the frame rate of this game is that something that that you had noticed or something that maybe they had fixed by the time you'd played it um it might not be super 
fair for me to evaluate that. I don't think I have a super keen eye for that kind oh, of okay. stuff, but I didn't notice anything. But, okay. the, but the fact that it didn't hinder your experience yeah. in any way is worth right yeah at least you know it didn't get in the way right you know like things things happen like i get like i said there's little like glitches and little glitches maybe too strong of a term but like little things that happen when i'm playing eagle island but it's never been anything where i'm like oh man i had to turn the game off and even whatever even i restart the game i don't give a shit right as long as it doesn't happen (laughs) again stink well i just like it i just get so frustrated i get really frustrated when people like go get like make it a point to talk about that in like a review of a game like if it didn't affect your enjoyment of the game right then it's not worth mentioning yeah Peri- like period it's just not so game it's just, development I, it's is just, very just complex like, as it's just like you, <laughs> yeah it's just like you got a dog on a game just right. just to dog on it for something like there's enough there's probably something else you could i don't know i just like if it doesn't actually like skip out to where i'm dying because you know the game the frame rate skipped or something like that like it's just really not worth mentioning to me yeah so anyways thanks for bringing it up dj (laughs) (laughs) that was my fault i I really am a villain (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to clear the air because i hadn't heard him say that but a a lot of a lot of people online were were mentioning that so just wanted to see where we know that's in 2019 i I appreciate the research randall (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're always on top of that always with the knowledge that's what i do but uh you got anything else for nefarious dj no i think i covered it all but thanks for asking (laughs) (laughs) gotta i always gotta be polite pursuing politeness (laughs) oh there you go Uh, (laughs) i could use a bit but uh (laughs) oh anyways We got uh, one more game to talk about here. Uh, DJ and I fired it up real quick. There's a new update for a game that we both picked up on our Switches a while ago for, I think, another game that just goes on sale all the time. I think we both picked it up for a buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Astro Bears Party. There and go. there's a new version, and it's it's not. It, they say it's an update, but you actually have to download a new game, and it's just called Astro Bears. It's not a party anymore. But uh, <laughs> but if you if you just download Astro Bears for me it was free I think it said the normal price was seven ninety nine but but since it was an update for me it was free um and it just adds a couple new modes um a few new characters to pick from uh just a couple new different like gameplay settings nothing crazy and this is like you're like you play as these different bears that are in space and it's kind of like these Super Mario Galaxy style planets uh, nothing as detailed as that but like. They're like these little tiny planetoids. There's a few different sizes and you run around them and there's essentially like a your jetpack releases like a snake behind it that is like either infinitely or now in this new update, there's a different uh, finite setting that will keep that at like a, you know, a, a specific length. Yeah. But basically that'll trail behind you. And every time you can you can basically just either jump or do like a speed dash. And those are the only two choices you have. And then you can just jetpack. steal your character. And and yeah, you can hover as you jump with your jetpack that has like a limited amount of fuel. Each character has like, you know, different speed, different turning, different jetpack fuel, and I think different jetpack regeneration. Yeah. I think those are the four stats. Yep. Um and then you basically just have to avoid running into your own uh, you know, like trail behind you or your, you know, opponent's trail. And then there's like a party mode that has up to four two to four players. There's the competitive mode, which is new to this version that dj and i played which is uh just two players and then there's also just like a uh what's what was it called like jet fish hunting or yep. some kind of yeah fish hunting and they're just these like you just play either single player or cooperatively two players uh to just try to hunt down 
and again, not run into each other's like jet streams or each other um, and collect these little jet fish that just kind of randomly, you know, it's just high score chasing pretty much in that mode. But a pretty cool, just simple party game again for seven bucks or for the dollar we paid for it. Um, (laughs) I've I've already had enough sittings with this game. Like, again, I, I think I mentioned before, but just playing this game after like a show or after going out for the night or it's it's definitely been a game that we've booted up like if you know how to use a joystick and hit a couple of buttons super it's simple. Su- it's as simple as it gets if you've ever played a video game if before. you ever played snake on your old yeah. school phone yeah it's i mean maybe a little you gotta have a little bit of like a depth perception yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, you, you gotta have a little bit of adeptness with a joystick i guess but like you know, I, I, I you know we take that for granted. I feel like just because we play a lot of games, but yeah. like I'll I'll sometimes show a game to someone who hasn't played one, and I'm just like, man, I, I this is just so simple to me. Like, how are they not getting this? But but you know, it's it makes sense. You know, I've just played games all my life, pretty much. So right. It's just second nature. But but if if anyone has ever played Pac Man or just just any game in an arcade for fun in any way, like this is a pretty simple game to grasp. And it's, you know, just a clean aesthetic. They added a couple new songs. The original version had this one song that I always play. Uh, <laughs> nothing bad, but it's definitely a game. You know, it's a game you put on your own music in the background while you're having some people over and you just it's it's just mindless fun, essentially. Yeah. Although DJ and I are looking to climb that jetfish leaderboard. here. <laughs> we saw they added a leaderboard. <laughs> so we, I think the, the high score currently on as of uh, again, as we mentioned before, uh, July 102. 22nd, 102. <laughs> Whatever your name is, we're coming for you. Oh, there you coming go. For you. I've got the Critter Crunch high score with uh, <laughs> our old roommate, Steve. Do you still Hopefully, have that? Uh, I haven't you know? checked in a long time, but I mean, we, we had the high score by a good like two and a half million points. And that was like our high score was at like nine million. So, I mean, wow. it wasn't like it wasn't like the you know, we we're at 400 million Jeez. and we we're only by a margin. You know, it was like we we had it by a pretty good crushed gap. it. Uh, and we just, you know, we got, we just had a good, a bunch of lucky combos or, I mean, not, not necessarily lucky, but we just, the way that game works, you just kind of, you get the layout you get. And if the power ups come when they come at the right time, you just, you just kind of get lucky, but <laughs> it takes, there's a lot of skill too, but like, you, you know, it takes skill to set it up to get lucky, yeah but yeah you need to get the right combos and the right power ups at the right time. But I think I would be hard pressed to think that anybody could outbeat that score or outdo that score. Yeah. But you people with that 102 score and Astro Bears, we can beat that. We can beat that <laughs> score. We're going for 202, I think. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Plant the flag. Just, just a little less than double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, let's go for 204. Let's go for 205. All right. We're a little better. We're a little all better right. than double, you guys. 205 live. Whoever. <laughs> yeah, for all, the cru- <laughs> for all the cruiser weights out there, we're doing this for you. <laughs> Put all the other games to the side for next week. You guys are just going to update on Astro Bears in your attempt for a high score. <laughs> oh, geez. We're getting off the rails here. Um, <laughs> Good thing we're coming to a close. Yeah, we're coming. We're getting ready to wrap this up here. So, uh, so yeah, next week uh, we're gonna wrap things up, uh, and it'll be the technically the first episode of August, but it's gonna be our last episode of July, and we're gonna be talking about our game of the month, which is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. That's right. We're gonna bring our buddy uh, John onto the podcast. John Hines. We'll give him a last name here. Uh, he'll be he'll be on the podcast with us next week. Uh, he's also been playing Ritual of the Night, as we mentioned last week. So uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So he'll be talking about that, too. 
And I think him and Randall are maybe going to get into some Dragon Quest Builders too. Oh man! Which uh, definitely I have. You no know, no pressure on you, Randall. I know he's just been playing a ton. Yeah. And I uh, I've definitely had my ear to the ground on this one now. Now that uh, he's been hyping it up, and uh, I didn't realize the reviews on this game were so positive. Oh so yeah! I, I definitely am super excited to hear and check this game, hear more about and check this game out. Um, but yeah, we'll be playing and talking about Bloodstained Curse of the Moon next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. Take bye care. Bye. bye. <laughs> Call me Gwent and Tarantino. <laughs> Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Kill me. Edit that out. Let's just take it. Let's I gotta refill my drink here. Let's take really? a quick let's take a quick break. Yeah, I didn't oh, okay. hear that part for anyway. a quick sec. What's that? I didn't hear that end part anyway. Oh, why the end part of what? That conversation that made you guys laugh. <laughs>